When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. And welcome in Purple Access. Judd Zolgad, Chip Scoggin, Star Tribune sports columnist, executive producer Declan Goff, uh, sponsored by, yes, our, our friends at Surly Brewing. And don't forget about our watch party at Surly postgame vent line October 16th for the Dolphins game and also by our friends at TCL. Enjoy more with TCL. Chip Scoggins, I'm going to start you off with a with a statement and I am curious. I, I've been saying this all week long, but I'm curious if you agree or disagree. Last year at this time, four games in, Vikings are one and three and lost close games. This year, Four games in, three and one, and the, the last two games obviously have been incredibly close. I don't think that the Vikings win the back-to-back games that they did this year against the Lions and Saints last year. Do you agree? Um, no, because they proved they couldn't win close games. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's right. that's essentially why Mike Zimmer got fired because they had so many one-score games, which. Judd, is every NFL game a one-score game? Yeah. It's, uh, yes. It, it literally is. I mean, Basically. So that, that's why you hear coaches and players talk so much about situational stuff, and they, yep. they use that word, situation football. Yep. Um, because every game is a one-score game. It's either a field goal game or a touchdown game, and you got to figure out a way to win those. And mm-hmm. last year, for myriad reasons, not just defense, but um, that team was inherently flawed when it came time to figure out how to win a game. And I don't know how good this Vikings team is. Right. But they figured out how to win close games so far. Yep. Well, and and I'll say this. um, A month in, so four games, uh, the conference is not that good. Philly's good. The Vikings, I think, are jumbled in with a bunch of teams. Um, But uh, to your point, if you can win close games, which you're going to play a ton of, you're going to make the playoffs. So, so like, I don't watch this team and think, oh, my God, they are far superior. I watch this team and think what you said, situationally, including special teams, which has been yeah, outstanding. Well, yeah. It's great. That, that's the thing. I mean, this whole notion of the NFL, like, oh, you're playing a bad team. Well, yes, maybe by record, but um, this isn't college football where if you're playing a bad team, you should drill them by 30. You know, I mean – the 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 margin of error is so small and um so I think that's the takeaway from this start, Judd, because you know, the offense is not clicking in the way that we thought it would. The defense, I looked a stat up, um 
opposing quarterbacks are almost complete. Like what's the percentage? 69%. I mean, they have the third highest uh, completion percentage against them. Um, So they're having some issues past defense. I'm glad you mentioned special teams because we never talk about it, but we saw Sunday how that can win a game for you. And uh, this new coordinator, Daniels, um, yeah, Matt Daniels has, has done a really good job. So, you know, that's what the NFL is, figuring out how to win close games. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always have to have style points. Now, you don't want your team, ideally, to look more efficient on offense and score touchdowns instead of field goals, but it's not. I think we said from the beginning, right, this is going to be a work in progress, and that's bearing the fruit now because we, um, this offense is, it has a long way to go. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And and I think, if, I don't. I do not think that this is by any means a championship team. I think it's a playoff team. But to reach that goal, I think there's two things here at play. One is the offense needs to ascend substantially, and it can, but it needs to. The second thing is the defense needs to just improve because I don't think Chipper. I don't look at this defense with aging players and and this scheme. And and think, oh my God, this defense is going to be great. I look at I look at this defense, and to your point about completion percentage, say if they can increase the competency and pressure just a bit more, the offense should ascend enough to make up for the flaws of the defense. Yeah, let's start with the defense. Um, I mean, we, we say going in like you know concerns with the secondary, and I, it, we're seeing that. But I thought. You'd see more from Daniel Hunter and, and Daenerys, uh, Zadarius Smith by now. Now, Zadarius has, what, two sacks? And, you know, he was uh, had some plays last week. But just consistency, I don't know what Daniel is it. I don't know. Is coming back from this in two years? Is it a new position? Because I was talking about this some of the other days. Like, Judd, he's still lining up at defense in a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's not like that part of it's not new. Mm-hmm. Um is he getting extra attention? I mean, I'm not sitting here breaking down the film. So, you know, is he getting chip blocked? Um, but he's – it hasn't translated yet. And, you know, we, we know that sacks tend to come in, you know, a lot. Like you'll get three in a game and then all of a sudden, you you know, you they stack up on each other. But yep. um, he hasn't had the impact that I thought he would. No, and, and here's the thing. So PFF-wise, he's actually grading out pretty well. So, so like, he is okay. – yeah. he's not playing poorly. But here's the incredible stat. Um, against the Packers, he had a sack, first game, and a quarterback hit. Since then, three games, nothing. No sacks. Yeah. More importantly, he hasn't hit a quarterback. Yeah. Like, he's not getting – he is not and, – and I got to think that that's partially on scheme. I have to. What, what – uh, but he's grading out well, so does that mean he's, you know, getting pressure? Getting – I mean – it means that he's doing I, – I think it means he's doing his job, per se, but he's not necessarily – like, we're used to, to him uh, – Sacking the quarterback. <laughs> to use a football cliche, yeah, flashing, right? Like, he flashes. Yeah. Oh, my God, there he is. I think on the game on Sunday, I think I heard his name as far as the play-by-play once, and it was on the tackle of Dalton, that was it. Yeah, yeah, so I, I don't know – now, there is parts of this is new, right? I mean, standing up. Moving inside, mm-hmm. although he did a little bit, but that that that's new. But but, but we're also seeing him at that familiar spot in the end where it's you know that should be familiar. I do wonder, Judd, is this just a? Um, I don't think it's just one thing. This is what it is. But I, I do wonder if it's 
hey, man, he missed almost two years of football. <laughs> He's still trying to get back to the explosiveness that he had uh, before these injuries. Yeah, it's possible. But you know what's weird about that, Chipper, is he 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 didn't play a snap in 2020. He came back and played six-plus games yeah. and had, like, five sacks. So he was playing well. I, I think it's a combination of things. Um but there's no question that this team, if its defense is going to improve, needs him to flash more. Well, yeah, they have to. Yeah, him and Smith. I mean, they got to create more pressure to help out the back end because it's it just feels like they're so vulnerable against the pass right now. Um, and so, but 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 you're right. It's like that they weren't going to go from what they were last year def- defensively to okay, now they're a top ten defense. No, right. that's not with the personnel. Right. Whereas the offense, you look at the personnel, it's like that has to be a top ten offense and in scoring, and they're not close to that right now. And um, they're not running the ball uh, effectively as as they could be. Kirk is not, um, just not. Uh, I think Seifert phrased it right. There hasn't been the magic wand. If people thought it was going to be a magic wand with Kevin O'Connell, it hasn't been that. So yeah. How much is that his new scheme? How much is that he's still trying to figure this thing out and not um, playing free? As as what's no what's the word that uh, O'Connell uses? I want him to play. Uh, yeah, it was a free mind or yeah. a cluttered mind. Yeah. yeah, calm basically. Stay calm. Calm, yeah, calm mind. Yeah, calm mind. Um, it, it's funny. Uh, uh, he mentioned after game the other day, the throws kind of lamented the throws that he didn't make. Yeah. So it's like he's processing. He knows, it's a great he, but it's not. It's just not working the way he wants. Right. Yeah. Let Let's talk about that because um, I think that this is going to be an evolving and really intriguing discussion. First of all, to his credit, the last two games he's played absolutely key roles in late game comebacks, which the last two years he has improved. But you know what? His statistics are down, but they're winning games. Yeah. Um And and there's definitely more there. So. One thing I go back to, and I didn't like it at the time, but I guess it was true, you know, is, is I think it was after one of the OTAs, we asked Kirk about, you know, this offense is designed for you, basically. It's going to be great, right? And he's like, oh, hold on a second here. It's changed a lot, blah, 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 <laughs> um, which, which is typical Kirk. But yeah, we've yeah. sort of seen that. And, and I guess what I'm curious about is how much more can O'Connell milk from Kirk because it's got to be, it's got to be more to to yeah. be successful. But again, you know, we complained for how long that Kirk didn't have that clutch gene, and the last two games he's had that. So, like, I'm sort of, I'm sort of torn here because I, I don't want to rip a guy who has won three games when a year ago we all said uh, typical Kirk Vikings Man. after four yeah. games. Yeah, it's it's. Um, I think you, the way you should look at it is you haven't got what you thought you're going to get out of the quarterback. And he's admittedly uh, hasn't played to the level he wants to. And they're three and one, which exactly. I, I got to think he's going to play better, right? He, as it gets more comfortable, this goes back to Joe. We talked about this in preseason. I got to have flashcards for the first time in my career. This thing's complicated. It's all new. It wasn't going to look perfect from day one. It just, and that's not to make excuses for him, but I think it's, you have to be realistic about it. When he's talking about this is, something he's never had to do before. Use flashcards because it's so complicated. Yep. And then you then you don't play in the preseason to to kind of work on some things to think that okay, this thing's gonna function at a high level from day one and be consistent. And we've seen we've seen times where it's looked really good. 
it just hasn't been consistent. And, um, you know, I mean, but he hasn't made plays. I mean, heck, the throw to Jefferson on the go route, which you were screaming for last year. I want to go route. Last week, you said, throw it. Give me a go route. Manufacturing, just give him a go route. Um, yep. That was perfect. That was on the money. That was a perfect throw. So, um, you know, the check down to, uh, was it Mont that dropped it? Um, yeah. You know, yeah. if he catches that, we might be, the stats are going to look different. So, um, I want to, we should mark down this date and then say one month from now, what what is our conversation like? Right. If, if, if a month from now, if we're still having this conversation, we're going to say, no way, whoa, whoa, whoa. This, you know, there might be a more alarm. But in a month from now, we're saying, you know what? That was just growing pains in a new offense. I tend, I almost, I think it's going to be that. I really do. I think you're right. And, and I also think this, and I think it's taken place in some games, um, but I think it's going to be, something that O'Connell has to process and do, which is at times simplify things, simplify. I, I mean, the one thing that I, that bothers me about offensive geniuses or like I'm a schemer, right? Too often it gets too complicated. And like, you're dealing, you're dealing with 11 guys who have to be in sync. Okay. And and if I practice this on Wednesday, it might look great. Oh my God, we're high flying. We're the globe charters of football. And you get to game day, you know, it's murky. It's more difficult. That's why I said the go route. Let Jefferson, you know, crossing routes are great and things. But but here's so here's my thing with Justin in particular that I think I've seen now. When you have him just go on a nine route, a go route, just you know, take off. He makes catches that are really impressive. When I have him run crossing routes, he's always, and I don't blame him, but he is very aware that he's going to get hit, and he drops balls. Um, mm-hmm. It's things like that. So I, so in this case, I'm not really down on Kirk. I, I am curious to see how everybody begins to adjust to maximize things, and that does not mean in three years it's different you've got different personnel different players and everything works crossing routes it all works but i do think that o'connell has to be very aware of what certain guys including his quarterback who by the way is not stafford we're seeing that he's just not um what they do well and and for at least the time being sort of showcase that yeah well and that stands the reason because you can see one thing in practice and training camp all you want but that's not going to give you a true picture of what guys do well when hey, there's a pass rush and he's not wearing a red jersey and can get hit, you know? Correct. Um, and, and, and the other, let's go back to that. It's like he saw more pressure um, this week. You know, that was probably the toughest game Brian O'Neill had, I think, that I've seen in a long time. And you're going against Cam Jordan, and he's a great player. You know, he's phenomenal. But, um, it, it, you know, the pressure, there was more pressure there, uh, blitzes. Um, but I don't know if it's simplifying or adjusting and maybe they're the same thing, um, but adjusting to, you know, what guys do well, what works, what makes, uh, what makes cousins have that calm mind, you know? And and I think that's a, I think it's a moving target. I think it's something that's going to evolve this entire season. Oh yeah. And, and, that's fine too. See, I I think the reason why I am uh pretty optimistic at this point too is my expectations aren't huge. Like like I'm not now saying Super Bowl. The conference yeah. is going to give you an opportunity. There's no question about that. 
Yeah. Um, but I mean, you still, you know what's what's weird about this this two chipper is part of the issue, in my opinion, comes back to what Zimmer told Joe Schmidt at the beginning of last year, and this is not this was not fixable in one year. Your depth is still not great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 100%. yeah. So, so yeah. that's another thing. Yeah, that's that's going to take a couple draft cycles. <laughs> would take to get where you want. Yes. Um. So I, yeah, I, I think I do think the passing game will start to click and be more explosive and not as conservative. Um, I was, you know, it was interesting the way O'Connell called that game. Mm-hmm. Um, because think about it, he said, right, "We're going to be aggressive," and we and we've seen that at the end of the first half where you know what. Like last week, uh, Detroit um, had 50 seconds of no time. I'm trying to go score. We thought it, you know, at the end, we're going to be aggressive and try to score and not settle for a field goal. That felt like it got a little withdrawn in London with, um, you know, the uh, at the end of the first half where he didn't call timeout after the Justin Jefferson no gain. Like he let 30 seconds uh, off the clock. The fourth and one, not going for it there is like, it was it was interesting. It, it was just kind of a departure from what we've seen the first couple of weeks. I, I don't know what to make of that. The fourth and one, um, I, I think his response on Monday was truthful, which is I had just called a gr- I had just called a great play, but I don't think he was mad at Munt. That's the play where I think is it um, Jeff Thielen, Earn. Right? Well, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Thielen it's, is open and Kirk yeah. missed him, and I think that was the play that that was the desired play. Um, I think allowing all of the time to go off the clock then after the Saints lost the ball again was a vote of no confidence in Kirk in that situation right then. That's what I, that's what, because he didn't lose track of the time. No, well, it's, I I was watching. So when Jefferson hits the ground, it's 50 seconds because they got the ball back at 56 seconds. It took, you know, six seconds. When he hits the ground, it's 50, it's 50 seconds. You know, you're at your 20, and he just let it go down to the 22. And so, basically, there you're selling for a field goal, unless you throw it in the end zone, which they didn't. Uh, I, yeah, I don't – was it – yeah, I don't know. It was weird. It's like he's been so aggressive in times, and to just kind of say, we're just going to settle for the field goal here was – I don't know if he, did, he didn't have confidence in his offensive line, um, the way it things was, were going there. It was something. Yeah. Um so it was, yeah, it was, uh, that was, that was unusual for what we've seen. And, um, I'm curious, the other thing I'm curious to see is what are Dalvin Cook in the running game? Yeah. He's, he's, he's definitely beat up. You know? I think he's lost a step. You said that a couple of weeks ago. And I, I think he's lost the sure. explosive step. You, you don't see it. You don't see the, that burst like, oh man, he's getting ready to hit a home run here. And, and, you know, there are a couple times where you thought maybe he could break one, but um, he's he's definitely. I mean, obviously, when you're dealing with a shoulder that got popped out and you're putting it back in, you know, his his body is a little beat up, but his you know his yards per carries I think is down. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they can figure out a way to kind of spring that, get that that going. I, I don't know. Famine, famine, feast ha- has become famine, famine, yeah, famine. <laughs> I mean, that's the you know that because. Chipper, he used to have that he would plant his foot and Go. just like Peterson, gone. Like, good luck. I, yeah. I just don't see it now. And look, you know what? He is, for that position, had a ton of wear and tear, and he's yeah. getting old for that spot. And and 
the most interesting thing I think that we are going to see, unless things shift dramatically uh, when the season does come to, to an end, is the assessment of veteran players. Dalvin, Eric Kendricks, yeah. Hicks, Harrison Smith, who Smith, is not yeah. gr- grading out well. Um, there's going to, there's going to be some guys that I think longtime fans are going to be surprised because the Vikings are going to at least explore, does this still work for us? Yeah, and it's, you know, it goes back to the con- competitive rebuild and having guys that instead of turning it all, turning the roster over completely the first year, does that happen year two now? You, you have to factor in contracts and salary cap hits and all that, that stuff to figure who, you know. Right. Some some you can't do, um, but yeah, I, I I don't. But you know, I go back to Dalvin. I, I thought in that Detroit game he was he was about to get on track to where he was starting to look like old, and then he fumbles and shoulder pops out, and so um, yeah, it's it, has he lost a step? It just doesn't seem like I don't know if it's scheme or if it's physical, but you just don't see that that your edge of your seat, like he's getting ready to pop one right here, you know, no. and he's felt like that when he, when he had, like oh, yeah. said, when he, when he had that, when he had the outside and he had put his foot in the ground and cut it back up and, and that's where he was at his best. And it just hasn't been that explosive. Do you recall the run against, I think it was against the Cardinals and it might've been in a preseason game way back when, and he had an opening like between the guard and the Cardinals defender. That was like a, a quarter, a quarter <laughs> slot, right? A sliver, yeah. A sliver, and he put his foot in the ground and cut between it and was just yeah. gone. And I remember thinking that that's the type of run that you don't get for long, right? Yeah. Like four no, years, five years maybe, and then that's basically yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I still, I still, yeah, I still think, um, you know, there's there's a way for him to be productive in this offense. Whether he's, you know, the Dalvin or all Dalvin or whatever it is, I, you know, but uh, they just have to figure it out. And, and you know, same with Kirk. I mean, I, there's just, it, it's going to be a constant tweaking, I think, to figure out how to make this all work. And, and it's clearly not there yet, but I don't think it's reason to panic either. No, 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 no. And I, I do think this. So, so when I say that, in my opinion, Kirk is proving he's not Stafford, I mean this. Matthew Stafford, I believe, and it, this probably comes from being with a terrible Detroit team for so long, has no conscience. Yeah, two so, chances. I'll tell you what the hell. Dude throws a pick. Dude throws a pick. Let's go. Let's go. Next play. Yeah. <laughs> I think what O'Connell is learning, and, and I mean, we have seen this, a mistake flusters Kirk for a certain amount of time. So when he throws mm-hmm. a pick, it ain't next play. Let's just keep going back. Uh, and I think what O'Connell is trying to to do, in addition to just call plays, is he's trying to now manage Kirk's mentality. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I've I've heard cousins, you know, over the years say this. Like anytime he's like, "Dad, you think you wish you could take more risk?" And he's like, "Well, you know, I think there is a you know, something to be said about protecting the ball." It's like that's always his first comeback. Like, yes, I'm not, you know, it's like like that's his way of saying I'm not going to be you know, swinging the ball all over the place and just kind of haphazard, careless about it. Um, sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's not so good, right? right. You, you wish you would be a little less risk averse, but um, and that, that was the, that was the grand experiment. It's like, can O'Connell kind of change his personality, change who he is? Probably easier said than done, right? We thought that because he knows him, he's office guy, this is, Kirk's going to be, 
showing up with you know wild hair and a, you know like you've been to a bachelor party just shirt chains <laughs> chest hair unbuttoned shirt un- unbuttoned hey guys what's up it's Kirk Cousins let's just go you're right yeah so um but within that but you can still within that you can still hey was you know take take some shots down the field and, and do different things so and, and I think that Kirk can and I think that Kirk will so so mm-hmm. in, in I will say this, post-game Sunday, we did have a big step with Kirk because the quote that you referenced, where he basically yeah. goes through, I could have done this, this, that yeah. was new. He didn't used to do in, that ever. In detail. Like, yes. he, like he'll say, you know, he'll just say, yeah, there's some things. Yep. Here he broke it down specifically, like, hey, I could have pumped it here and had somebody open here. I mean, he, he went through it, which is great. And now, in Kirk's mind, I believe Kirk sees all of those options as risks because the month passed should not have been a risk at all and it really wasn't. So I think what I think what we're dealing with is Kevin O'Connell is learning now what Kirk like we go back and watch that film and it's like of course he can make that throw and by the way he can. Uh but Kirk deems that to be a risk. And so so like I don't think that Kirk is oblivious to the to the fact that there are plays to be made. I think that Kirk is predetermined to not want to make a mistake and now the question is this can o'connell free him up but if he throws a pick there you know what's going to happen chipper it's he's going to dwell on that pick yeah 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 the next step is because you can see i mean it was fascinating him going through those plays and the way you know he's like i you know i had jefferson here if i'd been a little more patient or you know just let him let it develop so he's seeing it in his mind like, you know, and he probably hears O'Connell's voice in his head when he's doing it. Um, but can you take that next step and say, okay, I know what I should have done here, but in the situation, go do it. And I think it's probably part of the process. I mean, it's like to think it's going to change overnight. It's like, nah, that's not human nature doesn't work that way, right? Correct. And and it, it's it's both guys, too. It's O'Connell as well. Like, he's going to have to reset expectations to a certain point, and Kirk's going to have to move as well, but he's not going to change. And, Chip, I think the one thing that we saw in in some way, shape, or form with a, with a th- two or three throws he talked about post-game Sunday was this. And this is Kirk. Flashbacks to Week 2 Philadelphia, right? Yeah. Because the Jefferson pass that got picked by Slay in the front corner of the end zone was obviously supposed to go to the back. But Kirk had pressure, and, and I think Kirk said, well, hold on a second. I tried that play, and I basically screwed up. Jefferson with the wrong route. Now, that was not yeah. Kirk's fault, but you know what? He sure as hell is going to think about that. These yeah. are all the things that Stafford don't care about, and Kirk does. No, it's uh, yeah, the, the short-term memory. <laughs> that's, that's, uh yeah, I mean Stafford is you know he's a different personality, different character, but um, that's where that's where you hope, and I'm sure he's doing it. O'Connell like, hey man, it happens in, in Bolden's like that's you know the the risk was worth it, you know, because if if you do hit on that and we get a touchdown, then you know, um, you, you don't want him to be turning the ball over a lot and putting your your, your team in a bad, but so you have to find the balance, and that's where I always wonder if if Cousins can move the the line to where that balance, you know. Um, but I, I do, I do, I, I feel like Sunday was different in the fact that he, in a win, mm-hmm. you know, didn't gloss over 
those those particular plays like any articulated publicly and was sharing that and kind of lamenting the missed opportunities um, that turned, let's be honest, touchdowns into field goals. And you, you're, you're playing with fire if you're going to try to win with field goals. Absolutely. Sunday, the Bears, your expectations. I would think that they, they you know, that, that feels like a win to me. Uh, Bears are, can't really throw the ball. Uh, they're in full rebuild. Um, I would think being back home, you know, gives them a, a, a jolt. So, yeah, I, I think, uh, I don't know what the spread is, but that, that feels like a game you should absolutely win. Yes. Seven points, by the way. Seven points is the spread, which I think which is fair. Like a, Yeah, that, that feels like the appropriate amount. I am also, I, I so yes, I, I think, to your point, the week-by-week evolution of the offense will be intriguing to watch. In this game in particular, though, I really want to see some pressure. Like, fields can move, and I get that. Yeah. I just don't don't think, and and this is on Donatel as well, so this is not just all players. I really want, yeah, I want to see more creativity. Like, Like, you know what you have now, right? So find a way to at least get home sometimes and create pressure. I know, you know, his MO is probably not to bring a lot of blitzes, but if you're not doing it with your, you know, your four guys, you're going to have to get pressure. And right, with you got a, you know, inexperienced quarterback who's going on the road, you know, loud environment, bring pressure and try to create confusion for him and, and make it tough for him. And it, I think it's as, as much on Donatel if it's, if you're not getting it one way, you have to get it a, second, a, a different way, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Last thing. What the hell happened on Saturday with the Gophers? My God, why did I believe in that collection? What the? What's wrong with me? That game was awful. Your thoughts? It was, uh, yeah, it was. It, that's as poorly as you can play. And PJ said it right. They didn't deserve. I mean, the errors were weird. Dropping, you know, wide open passes in the end zone, missing a twenty-eight yard field goal. I, I didn't like PJ's going for a fourth and one at his own twenty-nine in the in the first quarter when you're only down seven. It was just a Really, really poor performance, um, sloppy performance by them. And I, I didn't see it coming. Um, obviously, the, the level of competition jumped up uh, from what they had been facing, but um, that, was, uh, that was a left turn uh, that I didn't see coming. And so now, you know, the, wide, the Big Ten West is wide open. I don't think you could say there's a clear favorite because it's uh, – it, um... There's a bunch of teams that are – lumped together that I don't know who I would, you know, who's going to come out of it as the, the champ. Pardon my French. It sucks. It's a terrible freaking. <laughs> it's a terrible portion. I mean, it's awful. It's, yeah. AL Central, Big yeah. Ten West. And you know what? The National Football Conference. Yeah. Well, Ugh. yeah, the, the, the NFC, you know, I will say this. We weren't sure how good Philadelphia was going in there. And you thought, well, is it just the Vikings play bad, or they they're a good team? They are quarterback. They're he's good, and and they're built right. Um, that defense is good. Yep. They're I think they're they're the best team right now until someone knocks them off. Agreed. That talk, talk to you ne- next week, sir. Thanks All again. Right, we'll see, see you, Chipper. Bye.